You're listening to the LA Hoops Pod with Roman Vatesman and Jeff the Chiz Show Chizover. Normally in LA, we would only need a Lakers podcast, but the Clippers don't suck anymore, and that's why we're here. Talking Lakers and Clippers, a part of the Hoop Heads Pod Network. Hey, Hoopheads, we appreciate you listening to this episode of LA Hoops. Be sure to check out these other NBA pods on the Hoopheads Podcast Network, including Knuck a Few Buck, 305 Culture, Spanning the Spurs, Hashtag Lakers, Cavalier Central, Motor City Hoops, X's and O's NBA Breakdown, Blazing the Path, The Wizards Hoops Analyst, and At the Buzzer, plus our coaching-focused podcasts, Thrive with Trevor Huffman, Beyond the Ball, the CoachMaze.com podcast, Players Court, Bleachers and Boards, and The Green Light. Oh, and don't forget to check out our flagship, The Hoopheads podcast, hosted by me, Mike Cleansing, and my co-host, Jason Sunkel, featuring the best minds in the game, from grassroots to the NBA. All right, welcome back to LA Hoops Pod, episode six, alongside Chiz, I'm Roman, we usually focus on the Lakers on the show, and that's because we're obviously Laker fans, but it is called the LA Hoops Pod. We promised to talk Clippers in addition to Lakers, and this is going to be a Clippers-centric episode. We have our buddy Kyle Ivey joining us soon. Chiz has a great intro for him. Chiz has known him for a long time. Die-hard <laughs> Clippers fan. Epic. So we're going to get into both Lakers and Clippers talk on this show. Chiz? Yes. So there's going to be plenty of Lakers. You're going to love this guest. This is the fan perspective. Kyle Ivey's coming on in just a little bit. Before he comes on, we're going to do that quiz, Roman versus Kyle. It's going to be a $5 quiz, and I'm rooting so hard for Roman. I even texted him an hour ago because the loser, of course, is going to get made fun of by me, and I have a great story for Ivey. He should be pretty embarrassed. I think so. But Damn, so there's a lot of pressure on me to win this. Yes, and also it's just, and it's all Clipper centric, and I just think you're really you're just good with all this stuff. So I still have faith, but we have to address our initial theme for every episode, and that is why we might be rushing tonight. And yes. it's five p.m. on a Sunday, and I do have work at seven thirty. So I think oh, we started you're early enough. Today. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I'm good. I'm I'm here. <laughs> There's always has to be something. Okay. Work. Also, that's such, a, that's such a boring reason to rush, though, for work. You know, usually it's like you're playing tennis with Sharapova or you got a fancy dinner, but today it's just just work. Sorry to disappoint. Yeah, yeah a also, disappointing. I'm kind of happy that we're focusing just on Clippers today because you've missed a few Laker games recently on TV. I'm kind of tattling on you. And you said you only watched the quote unquote highlights, but you've been a bad, naughty little Lakers podcast host, haven't you, <laughs> Roman? <laughs> I've been, I've had to watch the highlights on the post game show. So <laughs> well, those are yeah, good because those are like twelve minutes, and you get literally the, the every day bucket. job is getting in the way. Okay, five questions all about Clippers for five dollars. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. I hope First, there's a Terry DeHair, Eric Piakowski reference. <laughs> You're on to something. I don't know if we'll hear those names, but in the right era. Okay. First question. How many seasons did Darius Miles play with the Clippers? Oh, wow. Is this like closest to? Uh, I'm going to say five. Five. We can do closest to on that one. Yeah, because I feel like you both might get it wrong because you did get it wrong. Okay. Okay. Number close? Can I can you tell me if I was close? <laughs> Not really, actually. He only played okay. two seasons. I didn't really? I couldn't believe oh that. Oh my yes. goodness. Yeah, this is going to be so, kind so of me- so memorable with him and Q Rich. Number 2. 
Okay, it's been 22 full seasons since they drafted Michael Olocandy first round. Including that season and the end of last season, there's 22 seasons. How many of those 22 years have the Clippers made the playoffs and it's going to be an over-under? How many of the 22 seasons since Olocandy went number one have they made the playoffs? The over-under is seven and a half. Wow. Okay, so I mean... They've been and like you can't, you can't right. you I'm can't like figure it all out right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, roughly but, like they, they've it. been making the playoffs over the la- I guess since we started at Spectrum in 2012. I'm pretty sure they made the playoffs every season. I- I'm gonna say I'm gonna take the wow. That's tough. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say I'm gonna take the over. Over is correct. Very okay. good. Because I'm good. Because it's almost like you thought you're going to get tricked, but then it's kind of a real yeah, answer. I yeah, you were going to trick me, but the, yeah, the, the answer the, the answer is actually nine. So I'm actually one and a half away from the over under. So I don't feel bad if you guys get it wrong by half. But uh, you are right; it is over. Okay. Yeah. Who has scored more career points in a Clippers jersey, Elton Brand or DeAndre Jordan? Uh, Elton Brand. Brand. That is correct. I thought you might think it's tricky. And the reason why is DeAndre Jordan has played the most games for Clipper out of anyone ever. 750. Wow. Crazy? I know. That is no crazy. One. I did not know. I didn't, would never have guessed that. I think I would have gone with like Roy Vaught or something for most Clipper but, games. Uh, yeah, he's played oh. 10 seasons. Brand has played 460 games. DeAndre's played 750. Yeah. But DeAndre Brand has still scored score more points. That, Brand was averaging like 20 points a game right. at times. DeAndre is probably at like, what, you know, 8 or 9. Maybe a couple years he averaged a little over 10, but Okay. All right. So okay. I'm two for I'm two for three with a closest still pending for number one. Yeah. Okay. Number four. There are three players that have recorded seven triple doubles in a Clippers jersey. There's a three way tie for first with seven. You only get one attempt at a name, but you only have to name one of those three players that have seven career triple doubles in a Clippers jersey, and that is tied for first in franchise history. One seven. attempt at a name. Wow, okay. This is tough. Uh, I mean, I guess I got to start with one you of the... Got, you, only get, so you only get one name, just so you know. Oh, yeah, one name. Hey, I, but what I'm saying, there's three players that have seven, so you just have to get one of them right, but you only get one attempt at a name. You see what I'm saying? Okay, I just have to get one of the three correct. Exactly, but you only get one, get, you only get one name to throw out. This is tricky because, I mean, my gut wants to just say, like, Paul George or Kawhi Leonard, uh, but... My other thought is, this is might be another trick question. There you has, go. Has Paul George gotten seven triple doubles or Kawhi in the last year and some change? Like, this is first in there? franchise history, bro. This is what? This, the, yeah, seven ties yeah. them for first. Okay, all right. Yeah. Right, right, right. So, because who are the other people that that could have even, like, been in that category? Um Man, because I, I, the legendary Clippers that, that like you think of. All right, dude, just I, go. I don't care. Gonna, we have so much to get to. I'm going to say, oh, I hate myself for saying, I'm going to say Paul George. I'm so upset with you. No. no. Uh, two, I don't even know the third guy, but two of the three are Chris Paul and Blake Griffin. And oh, the other dude, one. What am I talking about? Yeah, dude, you're, think, oh, you're overthinking I overthought, it. I overthought it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, Lamar, or, Lamar Odom or uh, Blake Griffin. I, uh, or thought, Bob Kaufman or something. I thought about Odom. I overthought that one. Okay, this is a great one. Are you ready for this? Yeah. You, I'm going to give you 17 oh, second shots. Chris Paul shot. was so easy. What? Chris Paul was so easy. I don't. I no, 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 no. It wasn't Chris Paul. Did it I say Chris Paul? 
That's no. what he did. No, I said who, Blake who Griffin guy? or Lamar Odom. And who's the third? The third is Bob Kaufman. I don't even know who oh, he is. Oh, I don't even know who that is. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, okay. So, okay, Darius Miles, last season on the Clippers was 2001-2002. Okay. Okay. I'm, we're going to go to the next year on the Clippers roster. And I'm going to give you 17 seconds, and it's going to be on my go. And you are going to name – just get ready. You are going to name as many people as you can on that roster the year after Darius Miles left. So it's 2002, 2003, and you have 17 seconds starting right now. Oh, my gosh. Oh, two, oh, three. Uh, all right. I'm going to go with Piakowski because I mentioned yeah. that earlier. Okay. Uh, Elton Brand. Okay. Um, Six more Mag- seconds. Maggetti. Okay. Uh, Odom. Two more seconds. Uh, Two. One. Marco Yarch. <laughs> okay. Very good. I wrote down all the names you got. How many um, did I get? They should, get all, all right. should we just go over it now? Yeah. Okay. Piakowski is correct. Elton Brand is correct. Corey Maggetti is correct. <laughs> Lamar Odom is correct, and, and uh, Yarich is yep. correct. Very good. You got five right in 17 seconds. Very awesome. good. Okay. I'm happy with that one. Um, okay, so we're done with that portion of the answer. quiz, uh, and now it's going to be on our guest to see if he can match you, and now we're going to bring him in. Hey, hoopheads. We all hate ankle sprains, and they happen way too often. Ankle injuries are the number one sports-related injury. Arise is trying to change that. With the iFast, your athletes get preventative protection and full mobility. Athletes no longer need to wear bulky braces that limit performance and give mediocre protection. Anyone playing sports should be using these products. Keep your athletes in the game. Don't wait for them to get hurt to take action. Visit www.arise.com. Spelled A-R-Y-S-E and use the code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off the future of performance. That's A-R-Y-S-E dot com with promo code HOOPHEADS to get 20% off. We are back, and ladies and gentlemen, it is time. This man was a former Division I cross-country baller at Chico State. His virtual Yahoo Sports trophy room is packed to the brim with countless fantasy football championships. His golf swing is smooth, but his conversation skills are even smoother. He's famous for having 90-minute deep discussions with someone he just met for the first time at a random party. He's the tightest Clipper fan and Lakers hater you have never heard of. Welcome to LA Hoops, Kyle Motherbleepin' Ivy! What was that middle part? What was that middle part? Kyle what? What's the nickname? What did you, what did you... What's the middle name? No, I just My said mother name? bleepin'. <laughs> like a he joke. Like, like, yeah, there, yeah, I bleeped You're himself. an idiot, Chiz. Ivy, what is up, bro? I've been so pumped for this episode. It's ridiculous. Same. You that's sound... All, that's all you got? Same? <laughs> you, sound, you sound thrilled. So, okay. I'm just so in we shock with said, the introduction. That's all. Yeah, we were just I'm talking flattered. about how this... This episode is going to be like Clippers centric, so you were the perfect guy to bring in. And so the first thing, just so people can get to know you, it's just a general question. Uh, you grew up in Southern California, and you are a Clippers fan. I mean, that right there is interesting, and you know, borderline moronic and nonsensical. So I want to know 
like what happened? Like like what like, like what's wrong with you? <laughs> first off, I'm an NBA fan first. Oh wow! You're already saying NBA fan first before Clippers. He's this kind of been like that. We, we we introduced you as like a diehard Clipper fan. Oh, I, I am. I mean, they've been my team the whole time. But it's what was there to get excited about most of my life. So it was just kind of I didn't talk about them a whole lot because there was nothing to talk about. They were terrible. But that's the that was the team I grew up going to games and and watching, and uh, that's basically how it started. I didn't go to my first Laker game I think until I was in high school. Uh, same same so, here, but I was still a Laker fan my whole life. So, well, so you're the, the first game you went to was a Clipper game, and that basically was it. And you were like, uh, these dudes are um, underdog, underdog losers, and I just want to root for them? <laughs> no, it was more I met Laker fans, and I was like, these are my people. <laughs> okay, that's perfect answer, Ivy, because that is my argument, that Clippers fans are primarily Laker haters first. And I hear you. So, so you hate Laker fans probably first. So it's more about – not rooting for the Lakers. So Would you, you hate us. Yeah. What you're saying is that you hate us. You hate me and Chiz. <laughs> no, you guys are fine. But for <laughs> the fine. most part, for the most part, they're loud and entitled. I don't like that. Yeah. That, that pretty much sums up what Chiz is all about. Loud and entitled. I mean, dude, <laughs> you're, did you, when, did you went to games in the sports that, arena? So I, I kind of get it. I did, yeah, my first... It's weird. I can. I was thinking about this because I figured this would come up. Like, when was the last or the first game you went to and all that? And it was. I think it was uh, Clippers Spurs, and the, somehow the game went a double overtime in the sports arena or something like that. I have to look this game up because I don't remember how old I was at the time, but I had to be pretty young, maybe like ten or eleven or something. The sports arena, like that's where the. That's where the Harlem Globetrotters play. Like, if you yeah. go in there, it's like it's astonishing that a professional team play there. It's not about the building, Chiz. It's about the team. It's about watching <laughs> hoops. <laughs> you're, it's always about for you. It's always just being seen at at the arena at Staples Center. You want to be with the celebrities or whatever. No, it's about it, watching it, hoop. We're me and, me and Kyle are pure hoop people. Exactly. <laughs> okay. All okay. Right. I'm just no. saying, uh, w- w- no, listen, you grow up in a city and you're given like this choice and opportunity to root for a team. It's just like for me, I, I don't know, like you- you- do you want to go with the swag underdog team that gets made fun of and plays in the sports arena that's owned by Donald Sterling? Or do you want to go with the decorated and successful Lakers franchise that has like Jerry Buss, Magic Johnson, you know, multiple banners, that sweet purple and gold, not that red and blue Mickey Mouse shit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's oh, funny. I, I remember, uh, you know, rooting for those Blazers teams back in the day uh, when, like, Pippen was bringing the ball up. It was, like, Pippen, yeah. Stoudemire, Bonzi Wells, Sean the Kemp. The Jailblazers? Yeah, that I like that team. I love Kings that is my teams least, back in the day. That was my least favorite team of all time. I hated the, that team. Even? I, I've never hated a team more than that team, I don't think. Aside Kings. from maybe the Clippers over the last three or four years. King, yeah, seriously. Part of it, too, was like they I were in the way the of the Lakers. That's what – I mean, that was my connection point. And then I – so I just remember those teams a lot growing up because I was always, okay, what's the team this year that's going to make the Laker fans I go to school with shut up for a little while? Right. You know, but, like, my favorite I, – I, I like the Blazers team, but I really like that Kings team in the early I, 2000s. The way they played. I could see yeah, that. They, yeah. they played so such a fun I wasn't – yeah. So it's – Yes, Clippers, but I think more than anything, it was just I don't like Laker fans, and uh, so who's I, ever in the way of another title, 
Okay. Myself that, that was your new favorite team. I appreciate that response. Don't you, Roman? I, I, I do appreciate that response. And what I love is that this really sets up my would you rather here. Okay. Perfect. Ivy, would you become a Laker fan for $2 no. million? Okay. <laughs> Just hear me out real quick. This involves you giving up any talk of ever being a Clipper fan, you can't tweet about the Clippers, and you have to make it known to everybody that you meet that you are a Laker fan, that you love the Lakers, you have to, like, tweet about them, like, at least <laughs> weekly, <laughs> like, every, you have to buy the gear, you have to walk around, you gotta go to Laker games, you are a full-on Laker fan for the rest of your life, you can no, you no longer have any affiliation to the Clippers, and for that, we will give you $2 million. Hey, yeah, would if you a Clipper do game, like, pops up in front of your head, like, you get, like, zapped, and it just, like, turns off, basically. It, turn, no, it, t- it turns into a Laker rerun. <laughs> a yeah, it's, cool it's Laker a Laker rerun. rerun. That's amazing. Yeah. $2 bucks. Ivy, don't disappoint me. What's your, don't disappoint me. What's your answer? Well, <laughs> it's yes. $2 million, for sure. But... I'm only I'm hesitating only because I'm basically living a lie the renter of my bit. Like I have to, I can't you're basically making it sound like if I take this money, you can't be like a closet clipper fan. It's no. it's all in. Right. You have to own it. You have to like be convincing. If you're not convincing at any point, I we're taking the money, money from the, you. Yeah, we take the money away. So yeah. you're gonna live uh, a lie on two million dollars. I would do it only because I wanna see how long I could do it for. I'd probably end up caving just because I'd be around y'all for too much and I'd just snap. Um, right. And the money would disappear. But no, I'd definitely do it. I'd definitely try. I don't know if I could do it, though, like successfully, just pretend that I wasn't, uh, like, just basically, yeah, make up my past. <laughs> yeah, I love how serious the answer is. I, I, I thought and, about, like, what number to give you. Like, I thought about, like, is a million dollars enough? Is five million enough? You know, like, I don't know what the what the actual number is to, to make you do it. But I'm thinking about this, but I'm thinking about that Mac Millions documentary where everyone had to lie about winning the the boardwalk in Park Place. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, that would be me. I'd have to be like, hey, what was your favorite Laker memory growing up? <laughs> and I have to just make something up. You'd, oh, man. Yeah, that, you'd be on Suicide Watch. You'd, you'd be yeah, like, it would be, be awkward, yeah. But I would try it. I'd probably fail, but I'd try it. Okay. Next on our list, and and I promise, this is going to get better. We're going to talk about Lakers versus Clippers and why which team is going to win. That's going to be later. But one of these new segments we're doing, we we did it first last time, which I love, is NBA or life pet peeves. Last time we both did basketball pet peeves. Roman was the idea where they don't like shoot towards the end of the game. They let the clock run out and then the other team get it. And mine was about... Players like faking doing a buzzer beater at three-quarter court because they actually don't want to mess up their field goal percentage. So we're going to go around. I'm hoping you each have one. And because I just feel like I dominate this space, I'm going to go last. So who wants to go first? All right, I'll go, I'll go first. Here's what I – This is a, I'll do a basketball one and then I'll do a life one that I actually just thought about. <laughs> okay. But my, my basketball one is when guys run a two-on-one break or even like a three-on-two break – and they don't pass the ball. Even if the player, the defender commits, they still don't pass it. And then they go up and they draw a foul. Because even though they will get the points off of the free throws, it's the most boring part of the game. 
and it takes away the best part of the game, which is a fun transition play where you throw the alley-oop or you have a nice pass and and someone like dunks it. Like it, that's the most fun part of the game is transition. And at the very least, you get an easy two. You get an easy two. You get an easy two. But for some reason, I think this has happened more and more recently, is guys see the two-on-one. Even if the guy commits, they just start going to the basket and go up for the layup. Or, or they take the shot themselves when all they have to do is make the easy pass. And then they, like, so, high-five their teammates like they, yeah. like, just, like, did the right play or something. And you <laughs> yeah. can tell that the other guy that's running the floor is just like, dude, I ran the floor, I ran hard, I, I was wide open, you didn't pass me the ball. I, I don't understand why that's become a thing. Maybe, like, once out of every ten times the defender guesses right and gets the steal. Right. But it's still, like, the right play to make. And I hate when the, when that happens. I agree. Here's, and like you said, if you get a dunk, though, like, that's – not only is it the easy two, because maybe you can say, oh, you can get the and one if you still go up. But the dunk is what – there's no crowd now. But that can, like, be a momentum play. So I'm yeah. with you. Get the easy I, two. I also love passing. So, like, just making the simple, like, nice bounce pass, it's so hard to steal that in a two-on-one unless you just – Full on guess. There's no. I don't think you're you're stealing that ball. So I, I just I, I like I like when guys make the right play. Yeah, you do, Roman. You good yeah. little boy, you. Uh, the the pet peeve <laughs> I was thinking a life pet peeve that I was thinking about just now is if you go to a restaurant with someone and they don't like the way their food was made and they ask the waiter to to send it to, back to take it back. Like I just. <laughs> I know that it's unless it's some unless there's like a full on like big ass hair in your food or something like that like or if your food is just ice cold I get it but it's just so embarrassing to be with that person if it's you're just like yeah this food was supposed to be like medium well but it's like it's just like medium. stuck up like they're yeah, stuck it's up like, it's supposed to be medium well but it's just medium so take it back by the way what do you think that that Ugh, waiter is ordering like a medium well i don't know <laughs> yeah. i'm just saying I'm just he's probably spitting on the food yeah you're right yeah he's spitting it, on like the food. in that movie waiting they probably take it back they spit on your food and they give it back to you so there's no point of doing it and it's just embarrassing to be with that person i think it depends I mean, on what you're eating I totally agree like there's degrees of that i can i understand when i would feel uncomfortable and the guy's coming off like a dick but like i also think that you know, Roman, you do this too. You'll say this to other things like, no, like I'm paying money to like get a good service. And like, and if you do it in a nice way, I don't think it's a big deal for them to redo something. But it, I would have to see the way they say it and what the food looks like. But I, I do it, feel you on that. It, I, I it do would, feel you a little I, bit. First of all, I've never done it in my life. In, in no situation have I ever done that. It's because you it don't eat anything, be, bro. It would yeah, have you, to be yeah. like egregious if to, for me to say like, okay, fine, I understand. Like egregious. Yeah, you, you need anything. Steak's I a terrible what example, got. though, as far as that goes. Because steak is—it's got to cooked—it's got to be cooked a certain way, and if it's not, it's true. They just throw I, it back to the grill anyway. Like cook it longer, they don't throw it out. Right. If it, if you just want it cooked longer, yeah, I get that's another yeah. thing. You're right. Like if if it's not that—that's true. It's like kind of I like an easy this, fix. If they give me like the wrong side, I'm probably just gonna eat it. Yeah. No, but dude, if they have the wrong side, you should then they should then bring you the right side like extra. Yeah, I'm gonna ask about it, but it's like I'll eat this, but can we get? I don't know. Yeah, you want? Yeah, you want? You want the right one? Yeah. I don't think conversations awkward. I just think it's just. I think it's how you approach the conversation that can make it awkward. Agreed. You get offended, like they did it on purpose. That's when things get weird fast. Yes, agreed. You would do the right way. You're a smooth talker, Ivy. What do you got? Uh, for me, maybe they just can't do this with courtside seats. I don't know what it is, but (laughs) the guy stepping out of bounds. 
uh, near the baseline because the court's not wide enough. Those guys sitting like the corners, like bank, you know, the three point shots, like the thing now, and you got guys just camped out in the corners. And if they do it like a head fake and drive, it happened last night during the Warriors game. Durant stepped out of bounds. He had a dunk. It happens a at least once a game just, in every yeah, single ridiculous. game. Ridiculous. Well, I don't understand what the pet peeve is. Something about oh, the, the fans? No, no, I don't. I'm not following. Something well, about the fans. Are we doing NBA one or what? Are we doing life? No, 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 no. no, no. What are they saying? Court, why the court? Like I said, that's an issue. Why they just don't make the court wider? I don't oh, get it. Yes. It's Got an it. easy so, fix, and they're just like, oh, we don't have room or something. Because it's I, like, I can't be I, the first person that's ever said this. I've it's, been saying this. I've been saying this for so long. I've like talked. I know like a big game. James also like doesn't like it when that happens all the time. I'm with you. I don't understand. Just make the court wider because players are bigger. Then when the court first, when they first created the court, shoe sizes now are probably average like thirteen or fourteen in the NBA, but and they've moved back the three point line. <laughs> they first created the, so all, the court, there was no three point line. What say it again? There was no three point line when they started playing basketball. Right, exactly. Yeah. But I'm saying even like 15, 20 years ago, they moved the three point line back by like a a couple of feet. So yeah, I don't understand why they don't just move the court, make it wider by two feet. It'll make the game better, and I think you'll see less people stepping out of bounds because the three-point line is still the same. You'll have just more space there in the corner. Yeah, no, I agree with you guys. Like, those plays where they run in the corner on, like, a buzzer beater, like, how do they even fit their feet in there and, like, run full speed and then stop and make sure they have a three and not a two? It's, you're right. Just make it's, it bigger. But I see what you're so saying. You're tight. thinking the fans might be in the way or something. Well, because well, it would probably cost league, a lot of money. I don't know why the league hasn't done it. Yeah. Right. Like, they would have to essentially move every row back just a little bit, right? So, I don't know if you can just move a couple of rows right. without moving the rest. But I don't know because courtside, you have usually a, a row of courtside seats. Then you have that little walkway and then more yeah. seats. So, you literally just have to make the walkway probably a little bit smaller. Yeah, and you just need a couple extra takes. feet. Yeah. Right, it's two feet. So, make the walkway a little bit smaller. I think that's all you need to do. I you like it. Wanna, you guys want to save? We're on a roll right now with this. That to me, like that's the biggest problem with the whole league is just make the court wider, so we don't have to do this anymore. And two, you can extend the three point line all the way around if you wanted to, because that corner three is closer. Right. Well, um, if you, if well you no, extend, you need, well, that need would, to make that more would space. The purpose: if you extend three yeah. point line, they have to extend it even to more. Corner, you have to extend, yeah, you have to yeah. make the court even wider. Well, I guess take that back. Then. Anyway. <laughs> What I was going to say was uh, WNBA, lower what the rims. Oh, why you want to see Duncan? Yeah, why isn't your dunking in your sport? Imagine not being uh, – just taking Duncan away from the NBA. No one's watching that shit. It's just that's, a free shooting contest, and that's what it is. That's what the game's turned into, like, overnight. Well, that's an interesting call. I mean, the ball's smaller, right? Yeah, but, yeah, and I feel like – I don't think the three-point line is the same, is it? I could be wrong about that. but Three-point line is shorter. definitely a different ball. It's, sh- it's shorter than NBA, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've never even thought about that. What what percentage of NBA players dunk? Like 95%? Yeah, probably. Probably, 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 probably 100. I mean, I can't. Maybe yeah. Gigi Berea, does he dunk? Oh, probably not. <laughs> I don't know. That's a good one. Didn't Earl, I think Earl Boinkins was able to dunk like 5'5 five, five back in the day. No, you're right. It's, it's in between 95 and 100. Yeah, but yeah, it's like and less than one percent of WA players can dunk, and if it, yeah. it doesn't look like a dunk when they do it, 
I like that. What well, about softball? They bring it in so they can – it's not – you know, obviously yeah, we're saying so there's a difference in power just, and jumping ability. But, yeah, you're right. I mean, but, I, but I, the op- I get that. The, op- the opposite side of that is that they've been shooting at a 10-foot hoop for pretty right. much their whole lives. It's a lives. big change. So you're going to tell them to shoot at a 9-foot hoop? Like that changes totally. the dynamic of shooting, right? So I don't know. It's a good discussion. You know, same thing like like women's softball players. So you, there's a crew that likes to play hardball, like overhand pitch, and they want the smaller ball. So, yeah, I, I wonder what WNBA players would think about that if it, like, got there eventually. I don't know. I, that's a pretty good call. I, I'm going to guess we'll have to ask. They wouldn't I'm like gonna, it. I'm going to guess they would not like it. Yeah. I agree, but it's. I just think uh, you can draw some analogies and parallels. I like that, Ivy. Um, you guys ready for mine? Ready. Okay. So I'm going to go with the jump ball call in basketball. And these are two scenarios I can't stand, okay? The first is when a player is driving and he's approaching the paint or the rim and a defender reaches in and gets his hand on the ball for what is really less than a full second. It's not even a second. And they call a jump ball. Like, dude, it's not a jump ball just because opposing hands are on the ball at the same time for a split second. It has to be legitimately tied up. The percentage of control has to be close to 50-50. The offensive player is still advancing the ball. He's kind of attacking. He has control. It's not tied up. That's not a stalemate. So they're so quick with the gun on the, on that one. And then here's the second one, which is like also another jump ball situation where the refs blow it. Okay. It's where there's a loose ball and then one dude dives on it and actually has it for a second, right? It's a loose ball and he kind of gets it. And then here comes player B diving in as if he's Ric Flair trying to get a pin done at WrestleMania. Player B actually jumps onto the guy that has the ball and he's making all sorts of contact. And then a split second later, he somehow gets his hands on the ball and the ref calls a jump ball. Dude, that's a foul. The notion of this jump ball all of a sudden makes it like like Friday Night Smackdown where all this contact is just like magically allowed now. Like it's the jump ball call is so premature and the one with the fouling is ridiculous. Okay, let me let me just respond. Uh, first of all, the Ric Flair reference, terrific. <laughs> really proud of you, Chiz. I know you planned that one, I'm sure. I bet the reason that the refs call jump balls so quickly is because of the notion that they don't want to see things get out of hand, right? Like, a jump ball is such a, like, physical play in the game that they call it so quick so that there's no fighting. Like, that's why they, that that's why that call is made. The other okay. thing is, how often does that really happen? Like, when we were talking about plays where guys step out of bounds that probably happen at least once a game, if not more. This jump ball situation, especially in the NBA, You're happens like what, like once every like fifteen games? No, I don't know. More often, I mean, no, it like the quick jump more. ball. It happens more, right, stupid, Ivy? Though. I yeah, I don't. I think you're probably right, Roman, that they're trying to prevent like things escalating. But how sad is that? <laughs> it's like, true, but dude, you know what I'm talking about when the player is driving or hustle. Yeah, no, yeah, it's the do- it's the leaving your feet. Is funny when there's a guy already on the ground with the ball and a guy leaving his feet. Yeah, it's like to try it, to get it, involved. I mean, they do call fouls sometimes if there's contact and a guy jumps in. It just depends usually, when on how somebody else gets involved, when there's like two people on top of a guy, they usually call a foul. Yeah, but okay, yeah, um, you're talking about like the wrestle one, yeah. But the first one, like, if a guy has a hand on his ball, just you, you play on. The ball's gonna like come loose or get jarred. Like, it, it's it, it can't. It needs to be like legitimately fifty fifty control. You know what I'm saying? When the guy reaches in and just gets his hand on the ball, I yeah. got a bigger problem with late in games when you you quote unquote need to foul. They don't give you any time to steal. Right, like, they're anticipating it. Contact, yeah, they're blowing the whistle, and it's like, I. 
it has to be like just an errant pass beyond belief to to get a turnover in that spot because the refs know you're trying to foul if you can't yeah. steal it, but they're so quick with the whistle there. I like well, that. Well, but sometimes it hel- sometimes that helps your team, right? If there's five seconds and you're trying to foul and they give you like they wait an extra second, that means you have less time than to get the ball back. Well, it's, yeah, it's all situational, but like for the oh, so most I, part, it's... I think good good coaches in whether it's NBA or college or wherever, good coaches will tell the ref what they're trying to do. You know, right. like a good yeah. coach will be like, "Hey, we're gonna do one trap before we foul," so that the refs anticipate. Okay, like I'm not gonna call a foul right away. So I think yeah. a good coach will come up, come over to the ref and whisper, "Hey, we're we're not gonna. We're here's what we're gonna do, just so you know." You know, like right. it. Although I, I get disappointed when when coaches don't do that. You're the man, Roman. No, oh, cheers. All right, we're half hour in. We haven't really got to the Clippers or Lakers this season, so Let's let go. me just throw this out to to you, Kyle, uh, Kyle, Kyle, Ivy, Kyvie, Kyvie, Kyvie. Do you like the Clippers better this year than last year? And if so, why? We already know it's yes. Which is correct. It is yes. Why? Um, I think they're definitely more versatile this year. They got more shooting. Batoon has been incredible. Like, they somehow got Portland Trailblazer Batoon. I didn't know if this guy could even play anymore. And he's playing 30 minutes a night, and he's playing great. Uh, he has been good. And they just – Kawhi is healthy. PG was. Um, they're just passing better. I don't know. It seems like there's trust there that wasn't last year. Um, if you take the playoffs yeah, out last year, if you forget about the playoffs and just focus on regular season, you think you'd be saying the same thing? Yeah, I, I, for me, it was always the the closing with Harold thing drove me crazy last year. Um, and now you have a Baca <clears throat> or Zoo. Just there's going to be someone that's that can defend the rim and can shoot it. You know, if we want to go that route. Or, too, they've been playing Morris at the five now, too. They just – they can switch everything in a way that they really couldn't last year. Like, that, if somebody got beat off the dribble on the perimeter, like, Trez wasn't wasn't intimidating in any way. You so, like their defense better and you like their shooting yeah. better is what you're saying. Right. So, yeah, no, I like it better. And I it's, throw out last year, it just always concerned me because I just – Zoo was the first half center. And then Trez was the second half center, and it just never – I never trusted it. And uh, whether it was good or bad, they just never got away from it. So it's like we'd probably be doing that again this year, and I'm glad we're not. Yeah, I mean, I, I said this at the beginning of the year. I know Chiz disagrees with me, but I think Ibaka is a better fit than Trez. Trez might be a better player. He might score more points, but – the veteran presence and the fit, the fact that Ibaka shoots threes, the fact that he's probably a better shot blocker, definitely a better defender. I think all of those things, I'm with you. I like this Clippers team better, and I actually like the Clippers supporting cast slightly better than the Lakers supporting cast. Roman, I think you brought up a good point because you're like, if you're talking about regular season, just so we can remind people that uh, last season the Clippers started 21 and 8. Right now they're 19 and 8. So I don't know. Let's say the Clippers won the next two. They're going to be right there where they were. Everyone was super pumped on how the Clippers look right now. 
And I think it's easy to say, and I don't, I don't dog on Ivy for this because I think it's easy to say you like the team better this year because the last time we saw the Clippers in an important situation, they're up 3-1 and lost the Nuggets. They should never have lost that series. It was an embarrassing and pure shit ending to the season. So when you end so poorly and they look so bad, of course it's like, okay, they changed the coach. Like they mix it up a little. They get rid of this guy. Like, of course you've decided in your head, like, okay, we don't have any of that, to- those toxic things that like led to that shit ending. Like, now we have like something new to prove. So I would like to think that because it's a fresh start and they look just as impressive at this point that you are going to be more pumped on them. And I hear you about the better defense and the better shooting. I think we're going to if we're going to get into the matchups a little later, I have something to save. But I just wanted to bring that like general perspective as far as the Clippers were great at this time last year as well. But I guess there's just a few couple tweaks. But I guess most importantly, the two top players are there and they have a different coach. And, uh, and they're just they're just less predictable offensively. Mm, I, I don't I don't know about that. You uh, agree with that, Roman? Yeah, I agree. I just I just think they they have more options. They have the option uh, of a uh, Luke Kennard who can shoot the three. They have Ibaka shooting the three. Um, you know, they just have more – I feel like they have more shooters and less kind of guys that just want to drive the ball to the basket. Kawhi and uh, PG have been setting everybody up, like getting in the lane, kicking out to shooters in a ways that they weren't doing last year. It was a lot of one-on-one last year, and the ball is definitely moving from side to side a hell of a lot more. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, we're going to get to more Clipper stuff in a second. Uh, just one of the – Throw this out there for all our friends who like fantasy sports and betting. Check out the Thrive Fantasy app. You choose 10 over-unders per day. Compete against other people to win money. Get up to $53 if you deposit 50 bucks by using the code STAPLES. I did it. So, 50 bucks. You did it? Let's go. 50 bucks. It was great. Have you have you started playing, Chiz? I just saw, yeah, so they had some like over-unders and things like that. This is a good time to put it in our, our little episode because we're going to – are we going to go over the – we're going to ask the question about the Western Commerce Finals? Absolutely. Okay. Um, okay, so we'll go around, and why don't we start with Ivy? So the first question is, um, you know, we'll go 0 to 100, like a percentage. You know, the, the famous stat for the Clippers is if they've ever made the Western Conference Finals, and they've had some really good teams uh, in the recent past. So first question is, what percentage do you give the Clippers of making it to the Western Conference Finals, and we're assuming that everyone is at 100% health all around the league? Ivy first. Because it's early. Uh, and a lot can happen. I'm going to say... Well, but not a lot can happen uh, health-wise. Everyone's going to be healthy. So everyone's going to be healthy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Percentages they make the Western Conference Finals. I'm going to say 65%. Wow. Roman? Wow. So I, I thought about this, and originally I was going to say a higher number. I was going to say like 75%. Uh-huh. But if the Jazz end up getting the one seed, which is just still a long way to go, and the Clippers then have to face the Lakers prior to the Western Conference Finals, that that to me that series is a full-on toss-up. Like that's a 50-50 series. And so because of of the Jazz situation, I'm going to say the Clippers Western Conference Finals chances are Fifty-four percent. So that's interesting. It's a it's a good point because 
Yeah. Before this jazz surge, you would think if the Lakers or Clippers, one of them got number one, then most likely they're going to go in the Western Conference Finals because the other person, the other team wasn't going to be four or five. Yeah. So now if the jazz are one and the Lakers and Clippers are two, three in any order, they're going to play each other. So. Right. I, I guess right now, because the jazz are balling, it's a good point. I just, I don't know. I think we're going to talk about the jazz later, but I, I guess I'm with you, Roman, because I have written down right now 75 to 80 um, percent. I wanted to say that. I, I wanted to say that. Okay, so then I'm going to say this, that I am only think it's a 20 percent chance that the Jazz end up with the number one seed. And if they don't, I really only see the slightest possibility that the Clippers don't win the first two rounds. And it's crazy because they've never done it. And I think a lot of people are listening like, oh, it's the Clippers. They suck. And I love that perspective because they do suck. But no, they don't. (laughs) They're really good. And I think they're going to get the Western Conference Finals. And I'm going to stick to 75% because I don't think – I get what you guys are saying about the seeding because that's big. That's really what it all is. But I don't think the Jazz stay at number one. Yeah, so the Jazz right now are 22-5. and five. They have a one-game lead on the Lakers and a three-game lead on the Clippers. Okay. So even if the Lakers or the Clippers overtake them, then I'm with you. Then I think I think it's 75-80%. Okay. So then the next question, we'll start with Ivy again. What other percent chances do you think that the Clippers make the NBA Finals? And in this case, obviously, they're probably going to have to win two tough series, but what are the chances they make it to the NBA Finals? Win three playoff series. Here's how I'm going to do this question. So they're going to be in the Western Conference Finals, and I think if they get there, I'm because the West is just loaded. Regardless of seeding, it's going to be two tough series to get to that spot, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to be feeling really good about things. Yes, they're going to be playing well. Yeah, so I'm going to go – they get the Western Conference Finals and make the finals. I'm going to say 80%. No, no, no. No, okay. I get what you're saying. You're going to give them an 80% chance to win the Western Conference Final Series if yeah, they get they there. Yeah, they get there. Yeah, okay. I'm, my confidence goes way up. Right now, it's like I don't know anything. It's We've got such a long way to go. Okay. Uh, well, you, you, yeah, you took like a different route of the answer. But that means actually that if you think they have a 55% chance of making the Western Conference Finals, but then an 80% chance of winning that series, it's actually 80% of 55, which is something like you're going to give them – a 30 or 40% chance of making the NBA Finals oh my before God, it starts. Geez, I'm so okay, whatever. Lost Roman, with the math. Okay, Roman, what do you have? What do you got? 40%. I think, like I said, 54% to make it to the Western Conference Finals. Once they're there, I think if they're playing the Lakers, that series is a full on toss up. Will there be fans at that point? Does that play a factor? Does home court, like, having the better record at that point does that play a factor i'm not sure about those things but in a let's let's assume that there are no fans at that point i think the series is a game uh, you know it's a game seven and it's a toss-up okay so i'm gonna say 40 percent total of uh making it to to the final my concern <laughs> lies on them getting there not winning when they get there that makes more sense. Oh, okay. So you're concerned. So so you're concerned about them beating the Once Jazz, but then you're not going to be concerned about them yeah. facing the Lakers. Exactly. You're a complete idiot, <laughs> and I want you both to know that you're idiots because that's like I know you hate this response, but it is math. Roman, you can't be 55 percent chance if you're saying 55 percent chance they make the Western Conference Finals, but then 40 percent chance they go to the NBA Finals. That means you're saying they have like an 80 or 90 percent chance of winning the Western Conference Finals if they get there. You know what I'm no, saying? No, I'm just saying they have a they have a higher chance to get to the Western Conference Finals because I think it really all depends on the Jazz regular season record. Yeah, 
Okay, well, but, so for me, okay, I, I get you. So for me, 75% they make the Western Conference Finals, and then I'm saying 28% beforehand that they make the NBA Finals. And that is because if the Clippers face the Lakers, I am giving them a 35% chance of beating the Lakers. And so for me, I know you hate it, but 80% of 35 is 28. That's how I got that. And I think we're, I think we're you, all kind you, of on the same. What? Did you take math in college, Shiz? I mean, didn't everyone at some point? I don't know. I, I, I took a community college class. Uh, yeah. Zoe Zo Zoo, dude. It was a, it Star was Pass pool party. It was, it was during uh, it was during Lakers season, so I very rarely went. That's probably why I'm very confused about the percentages right now. Chiz needs a math math segment on the show. Yeah, we gotta we gotta <laughs> Just bring a him bunch in of my... numbers on the corner by himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, well, whatever. The way, okay. Right. I mean, it looks like we all kind of think it's well. Forget it. What? What's next? <laughs> Here's what's next. I want to know, Ivy, it, when the Lakers, if the Lakers and Clippers do match up, who do you think guards AD and who do you think guards LeBron? Like, what are the matchups in that series down the stretch? Uh, I think down the stretch, like what? Where there's five minutes to go yeah. on the floor, five, basically. Yeah, five minutes to go. Let's just assume for the Lakers. You're going to have LeBron out there. You're going to have AD out there. You're going to have Schroeder. You're going to have KCP. I think those four for sure. And then you're probably either going to have Montrez Kuzma or, or Kuz. Yeah. Like, uh, Montrez or Kuz or maybe Caruso. But the point is AD, AD is essentially our center. Yeah. AD is a center, so who's going to guard AD? Uh, probably Ibaka. Um. Yeah, because it sounds like I feel like AD is playing a lot of like stretch big, at least in the regular season. Like he's not hovering around by the uh, in the paint at all, and so it's like I think I want to encourage AD to shoot the ball from the perimeter. I know he's good at it for being seven feet, but uh, I can just see the Clippers being in the penalty a lot if they decide to go through AD, um, just because he's just quick. He's just good, and like Zoo and all those guys are gonna get in trouble, and they're just gonna live at the line. So I would encourage AD to to shoot, um, and so maybe Zoo. Then I'm gonna change my answer, Zoo. Oh my god, that's such a I, bad I just, dude. AD I, was I just think, gonna destroy Zoo. I think the Ibaka matchup is actually well, could be a little bit tough for AD. It depends. I want to see what AD is gonna do. If he's if he's gonna shoot the ball more from the perimeter because Zoo's out there, and he'd rather not bang. Then yeah, go for it. I'm gonna keep Zoo out there. So I'm then, trying to keep AD out of the lane basically. So whoever encourages AD to shoot more. I'm going to play that dude. It's so interesting because that's like AD's strength is the mid-range jumper. I mean, he's so consistent from there. Right. But I just – he's just easier to defend when he's farther away from the basket. There's no offensive rebound potential. It just – it changes a lot. Yeah, All like right. catching lobs, like tip balls, that's like yeah. using his length. Yeah, right. I kind of get that. So then you got – I think you got Kawhi is going to guard LeBron. Yeah. Who, who's, Wait, Paul Paul, George, Paul George who's Paul George getting matched up? Yeah, right. But I'm saying like – if, if if Kawhi guards LeBron, who's Paul George matched up against? KCP. Yeah, I would basically take turns with Kawhi and PG uh, on LeBron. You know, mix it up, and then whoever like PG and Kawhi, if they're switching, to give them rest periodically and guarding. I don't know, like a Caruso or uh, a Kuzma, like in the corner. Who's ever in the corner for the Lakers? Just to kind of gather themselves, and then when they feel good, throw them back on LeBron. But I yeah. just switch PG and Kawhi. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have one guy on in the entire game. 
I like that. I think that's actually a good strategy. Is Marcus Morris in there for you guys at the end? I think he can be. I mean, they're, Dude. I think they're going to try to play him like small ball five. It I just know. depends. I don't know. They're going to, they're going to have to throw a bunch at LeBron and AD. Um, if they're going to win a series, like I don't think you can beat them four times playing the same way. Like just giving them different looks defensively, I think is going to be going to be the difference. So, 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 so closing lineup: Pat Bev, Kawhi, and PG, Morris, and Ibaka. Probably, yeah. I mean, that's defensively. That is that's going to be a tough lineup for the Lakers to go up against. Okay, I'm perfect. Really set, perfect. Perfect segue for me here, okay? Ibaka is the clear answer for why I like... If anyone's going to say they like the Clippers against the Lakers better this year, Ibaka is the clear answer for me because no one can stop AD, but he's the guy who can chase him around the perimeter. He can also bang, you know, down low. It's like kind of how I remember feeling when Odom was guarding Dirk back in the day. He kind of felt like he can kind of just... He can kind of match him wherever because he had the speed and the and the size. But so here's the th- reason why I'm sca- I'm not as scared of the Clippers this year. Last year when they had Trez and Lou Will, they each averaged 18 points per game and they were on that second unit. I was genuinely scared of their second unit. Lou Will was so dangerous and scary last year. And like, you know, Trez was just kind of like clean it up and that's 36 points. This year, Abaka this season averages only 11 points a game. Now I understand it's all about the defense and you know, the versatility, but he averages 11 a game and Lou Will this season averages 11 a game. So that's the difference between 36 and 20. That's 14 points right there they don't have that second unit punch like they did last year and i'm not as scared so for me i think they're easier to guard in my opinion obviously they're still a tough guard i know you said you like the shooters maybe i haven't seen enough clipper games i'll admit it. i don't see as much as i see laker games but for the lakers with schroeder trez and gasol they are much harder to guard this year so the clippers defense might be a little better but we are much harder to guard and for me the clippers are less scary because they don't have that second unit punch and Dude. so when you said that closing lineup with like morris like i don't know i just That's i just, i'm not a as scared versatile lineup with Morris, I just think the second unit is very important in the regular season. But once you get down to the playoffs and rotations are cut to more like eight guys, maybe a ninth guy gets in there and, and plays seven or eight minutes, the second unit is just not as important. And I think we're, we kind of saw that a little bit with the Clippers. They had a great second unit last year with Lou Will and Montrez, but when it got to the playoffs, they weren't really a factor. And Lou's been staggering Kawhi and PG's minutes. So it's not like it's all bench guys on the floor at any given time. I mean, I... Which they I, were doing I, a lot of last year because I guess they kind of could. Right. I it get what you're saying, Roman. But, um... Yeah, will. it's fair. I mean, that pick and roll with uh, with Trez and Lou, uh, when, that isn't there this year. And that was pretty tough to defend. Yeah, I mean, by the way, I, I just see in, like, headlines, I don't know how true they are, but it does sound like like Lou will has been and probably still is on the trading block. Not like we need to get rid of him, but probably it sounds like they're down to trade him if something comes up. I guess. I mean, anytime the Clippers have traded anybody, no one's heard a thing. So anytime someone's like, oh, this guy's available for sure. I'm like, I, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Like, I don't think, I can't think the last trade, I guess the Marcus Morris thing was the loudest it's, it's been. And they actually made a deal. But other than that, I can't think of like a deal that went down that, people were talking about before it happened yeah, there's okay. usually a lot of false rumors going on and then the trade yeah. that you don't see happen right that you don't think is happening happens yeah all right speaking uh, of morris let me just give you a quick little uh uh morris quiz 
I know Chiz likes quizzes. Chiz thinks this is a terrible quiz idea, but I'm going to throw it out anyway. Uh, you guys can both guess. Ivy, you can go first. Chiz, you can go second for each of these questions. There's only four of them. We'll do okay. this quick. All right, which Morris, <laughs> which Morris twin am I? This Morris twin has more career total points. Marcus or Markeith? Marcus. Marcus. All right, it's really close. It is Marcus. You guys are both correct. 7,540 points to 7,382. Wow. It's like neck and neck. And, and as of like a couple of weeks ago, it was they were within two points of each other. Career. Wow. Wait, Mar- before you continue, obviously, just for everyone knows, Markeith Morris is on the Lakers and Marcus Morris on the Clippers. Can we just make fun of the fact that Marcus Morris is getting paid $18 million a year and Markeith is getting paid Ooh. like $1 million for us? And like when I say us, I mean the Lakers and like – I mean, I guess I don't know I lo- it too well, I, but the whole thing is that, that they're the same. I love that you mentioned this because I have a question about salary coming up. Okay. 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 All right, but let, let's go with the no, – so you guys are both correct there. Number two question here. This Morris twin was drafted in the NBA lottery. Can I, I go, go first? first? Okay. Right, Chiz, you go first. Chiz, go, go ahead. Chiz, you can go first on this one. Okay. Uh, Markeith. I, I'm pretty confident with my answer. Markeith. I think it is Markeith. Weren't they Ones back to back though? But I don't remember who was like. For, I think Markeith was first. They did go back to back, and I just think that I remember Markeith being first in my head because I remember also thinking Marcus has kind of had the better career, but Markeith went first. I think that's it. Okay, so well, technically, you guys are both wrong. It was a trick question. Well, the answer that's... is the answer is both. <laughs> They're both lottery picks. Both You're right. Okay. Markeith went 13th to the Suns. Marcus went 14th to the Rockets. But you guys both got it wrong because no, you said one of the No, you're an idiot. Dude, if you're trying to do a – yeah, if you're trying to do a trick question, you don't – the whole – you said the, que, the, the the quiz is which more – whatever. You know what I'm saying. Anyways, you guys are both wrong. All right. In the first four years of their career, this twin was the better player, had the better numbers in terms of points, minutes. First four years of their career. Go ahead, Ivy. Mark Marquise. I'm going to say Markeith because I think Marcus has been much better recently, but because you told me they're so close in points, that's why I think Markeith had like a, a, a better, a faster start. All right, both correct. Markeith averaged more points and more minutes for the first four years until Marcus took over, which is really weird because at Kansas, Marcus was the better player, had better stats for all three seasons, and then Markeith on potential got drafted higher by one pick became the better player for the first four years, and yeah. then Marcus re- retook over being the better player. So just really interesting with the Twins how how their their career arcs have kind of gone. They One was better than the other, and then they both came together, and now they're both kind of similar players. Yeah, right, yeah, last, now they're, they're both in L.A., they're the same player, and one's making $15 million more a year. It's insane. Okay, so last one. Prior to this season, this Twin made more money in the NBA. Total. Like sal- salary wise, more salary total. It's got to be so close, but uh, I think it's. Go ahead. Uh, I think it's Morris, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's Morris. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you <laughs> idiot. <laughs> it's a. No, I'm saying like before Morris. this summer. Before this, this summer. Yeah, before this. Before this summer. It's Do you Morris. Dude, yeah, do you what are you talking about? Yeah, you know, he's yes, like confused. The question is which, which Morris tw- twin? Which Morris twin has Jesus, made more money career prior to you keep, this? You keep saying Marcus. Oh, okay. Your answer is Marcus. You were saying right. Morris before. <laughs> you kept saying Morris. <laughs> you kept saying oh, Morris, bro. Sorry, I didn't say Marcus. Sorry. 
I was like, <laughs> right, isn't it? I thought this question was obvious. Okay. I was like, what is, is this a Marcus. trick question? You threw me off with a trick question. I'm really th- Ch- overthinking that. Chiz, what's your answer? I'm going to say his name starts with an M. <laughs> no, I, I'm going to go with Markeith. Chiz is correct. Markeith, 45 million to Marcus's 43. I so know up until my this Morris big contract twins. that Marcus got, Markeith actually had made more money. So, That's crazy. I mean, a lot, of, the, lot of math in the show. They're the same. They're the same player too. Okay. Uh, so quick. Uh, I'm actually doing an audible on that. Would you rather? For Hold on. Mor- Marcus what? Morris. Yeah. <laughs> Morris. Marcus Morris <laughs> is a better three point shooter than his brother. Is yes. he? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, significantly yeah, better. Markeith was pretty and, wet in the in the NBA Finals last year. How did uh, Marcus but, do in the NBA Finals last year? I think. <laughs> I think in the bubble, they both were lights out from three. Yeah. Um, but in, the fi- in the finals, Marcus shot 0%. Okay, I, I haven't been watching every uh, Clipper game. Like, is he living up we to his contract? There's no way he's living up no, to his contract, is he? But I said you would like this because I think there's math involved. That The reason why he they had to pay him, like his starting point was so high, was of a cap hold situation. Like it's a salary cap thing. Right. Yeah, like to retain I, him is his starting point was high. Yeah, like you know, I they understand. just let him walk. You can't. You you just have to eat the number. I think he was like a making eleven mil before that contract last year. Like when, I think it's like it was eleven million dollars last year. Right. So I don't, I don't think, I'm no one. I don't think anybody would argue that. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't have any problem with guys getting overpaid to stay with their team, especially when you have a championship contender. Right. Like, because you, you don't have a whole lot of options to go out and get players that are not on your team, right? You've already signed Kawhi and Paul George to the max. You don't have a lot of salary cap space to go out and sign someone else for $15 million. So if you have a good player that you like that's a good fit on your team, you might as well overpay him. I mean, Steve Ballmer has plenty of money. You, you're not gonna, you, It's not like you're wasting that money and then you can go out and spend $50 million elsewhere. You can't because right, right. you're already it's over just, the cap. So and, I have no and, issue with a guy like Marcus Morris – Getting re-signed. The issue is when you go out and you sign someone else for fifteen million dollars. If you have like, cap space, and then they suck, that becomes a problem. But if you already have stars and you overpay uh, a role player, I don't think it's an issue. Yeah, I think Got it has it. something to do with again retaining him. If he was just a free agent and they signed him to that, I'd be yeah, I'd be what the hell are we doing? Like like Mozgov and Dang, basically, you'd be right. yourself. Okay, quick would you rather's for Kyle. I, I thought I was going to audible, but I'm going to do two of them. The first one is this, Kyle. Would you rather go out on like a setup date of like the nicest date, you know, a nicest restaurant, nicest, maybe it's like a Broadway show, whatever it is, all expenses paid for with the women of your choice and things go well and you're going to get lucky at the end of the night. After that, it's all up to you if you're going to make something of it. But any woman of your choice in the world and any date, like it's so extravagant and amazing, it goes great. Or would you rather spend a night or dinner with uh, Steve Ballmer and Kawhi Leonard? <laughs> I'd rather get laid if that's what you're getting at. What's that? I'd rather get laid <laughs> than have dinner with Kawhi and Steve Ballmer. That is awesome. Okay. I mean, I I guess the next natural question would be like, who would you take? But you don't even have to answer. All right. So you're going with the date with the woman of choice. Sex or dinner with Steve? And Kawhi, would Kawhi even talk to you at this dinner? Yeah. I'm like, it's just going to be awkward if he's there. 
Oh my god, that was awesome. Okay, next question. Game 7, Western Conference Finals, Lakers and the Clippers, let's go. Last second, right? This is the two scenarios you get to choose from, because this is how the Clippers are going to win. Is it the Lakers are down one, Kawhi is guarding LeBron, LeBron attempts a jumper, and Kawhi literally, like, stuffs his jumper, and then, like, growls in his face, and the Clippers go to the NBA Finals, or the Clippers are down one in Game 7, LeBron is guarding Kawhi and he hits like a swish like mid-range like shakes him mid-range jumper at the buzzer and they win what do you prefer I think the shot at the buzzer Kawhi makes it instead of blocking LeBron yeah interesting I don't want those are gonna be foul I I already hear it that's a foul (laughs) (laughs) and that's all we're gonna hear that's awesome yeah Chiz, first of all, the, it's much more exciting when you're down by one, I think. You're down and you, one well, well, and yeah, the like, shot goes in. Like, that reaction, I think, is stronger than if you're up one and you're I, playing defense. Like you have That more moment of, happens in slow motion. Like, yeah. the block can happen so fast you just miss it. Like, did LeBron just airball it? And it's like, no, we got blocked. Like, okay. I didn't see it. I'm like, no, that everyone saw the buzzer beater and uh, everyone's mad about it. Okay, totally understand, and now this is why I wanted to ask, because like you said at the beginning of the show, you are more a Laker hater than a Clipper lover, in a way, just generally speaking, so I thought it would have been cool, because I know you're always, I check your Twitter, you're always like tweeting negative stuff about LeBron, I'm sure you would have loved the idea of like LeBron getting denied, and it's like Kawhi's like stupid, quiet ass, like blocking him, I don't know, but I'm with you. The swish at the buzzer is just like way more exciting, so all the reasons you said, I agree, and uh, good answer. You still want to get laid? Steve, <laughs> <laughs> um, wait. Chiz, no one is going. No one is going to dinner with Steve Ballmer and Kawhi Leonard over getting laid what, by the women this? of their what, dreams. Well, what about That's this? What about thing. this, Roman and Ivy? What if I told you that after you go to dinner with Ballmer and whatever, that like you hit it off and that you really think you might have just clinched yourself a job, like you know maybe low down in the front office for the Clippers, like 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 you have the richest one of the richest guys on earth, like liking you. And, you know, he's kind of looking out for you, you know, can that, I, that can could I, can be Can I be something. the Clippers GM? Well, that's what I'm saying. Neil O'Shea? <laughs> can, I be, can I be the GM and then I can just sabotage the Clippers? I just, just – Steve, Steve doesn't want to eat with me. You're well, basically I, asking me, if boils down to somebody want to see me and somebody doesn't. Okay. Right. But, okay, okay, Ivy. I don't know what woman you're going to choose for the date, but obviously if it's the, like oh, the woman of your dreams, it's going to be some supermodel that doesn't want to eat with Never you either. So I'm so pretending in both, situ- I'm no, pretending in both that. situations that like – Yeah. Well, yeah. That was a good one. That was a good, that was a good one. Uh, we, are right. we an hour in? Like should we – do we want to get that I honestly like my chances better with woman of my dreams than I do impressing Steve Ballmer. All right. Dude. <laughs> I don't, I don't she, know if we'll get to everything, but I do want to ask – I want to ask this question. Developers, developers. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> uh, I want to ask this one. This is a mailbag. This is a mailbag question. Todd from Pasadena, All Coach right. Todd. He wants to know: Are you taking the Jazz seriously? Who's first? You go ahead, Chiz. Go first. Uh, no, because. It, Let's just assume 100% health because we always know you're an ankle sprain away. We're like, okay, wow, that's a good team and they can beat you in a seven-game series. But I'm just sticking to my guns with the fact is the Clippers and Lakers are just on another level of the Jazz. Like, I think you would just, generally speaking, agree with me. Especially, and you know it so 
likely that the Jazz, even though what they've won how many of how many that they lose, of, you know, they've, three they've, out they've of won four. Seven, they've won seventeen of eighteen games. Right. So you just know it's likely that they're going to come a little back down, and they maybe they'll lose three or four, or whatever, and maybe you'd have a different conversation later, but. I mean, I'm impressed. They've always have a good home court advantage. They are so well coached. We've always loved Quinn Snyder. Uh, you know, they're balanced. They have a rim protector. But in the end, when you put up the talent of the Lakers and Clippers against them, they're they're on a different level. So yes, I've had plenty of you know playoff series where the Lakers are better than a team, but it gets scary. It goes to six. It goes to seven versus the Rockets with Scola and Artest. You know, whatever. So I, I I'm not. They're for real that they can make a series out of it, but I'm not I'm not anywhere close to scared of them like I am with the Clippers, and I still think the Clippers are head and shoulders above them. Yeah, I I, I do find a couple of things interesting about this Jazz team, and one of them is I think previously in the last two or three seasons, we've thought of the Jazz as a slow-down defensive team, right? Mm-hmm. Like Gobert, great defender. They, they wanted to play games in the 90s. When you look at them this season, they're averaging 115 points a game, which is third in the West behind the Blazers and uh, the Clippers. They are have a different point differential of plus 9.3, which is the highest in the entire league. So they've gone from being a good defensive team to also being a very good offensive team. Boyan Bogdanovich is back. We know he can score. Joe Inglis is healthy. He's out there making great decisions, making great passes. Donovan Kyle Mitchell, loves him. Donovan Mitchell is getting better by the year, and he's really entering his prime at this point. Gobert is obviously having a, a good season. I think Royce O'Neal is a solid player as well. Like I think they almost remind me a little bit, just a little bit. They don't have a Tim Duncan, but they remind me a little bit of some of those Jazz teams, or sorry, of some of those Spurs, Spurs teams. When, when they had Duncan, Ginobili, and uh, and Parker, and they moved the ball really well. Like, that's kind of what this Jazz team is like. They're really moving the ball. They're getting open shots. They have a ton of shooters, and they're playing really well offensively in addition. Remember the Spurs were a great defensive team, and then all of a sudden, three or four years later, became a great offensive team when they all shared the ball. So, with all that said, I do like the Jazz more than in the last couple of years because mm-hmm. their offense is better than their defense. But at the end of the day, I do have to just agree. Like, look, they have Donovan Mitchell, and then they have a bunch of really good players, but they don't really have a second great player, and the Clippers and Lakers both do. And once you hit the playoffs, especially the conference finals, I just star don't power. think they're on the, the star power. I don't just, I'm not sure that they're on the level of the Lakers and the Clippers. But I'm they're taking not. them seriously. Mm-hmm. I'm taking them more seriously than I did last year just because they're uh, – Conley looks like his old self. And that didn't they? I don't Who? think they had uh, Mike Conley. Boyan was out. Boyan was yeah, out he was for, in the bubble, for the playoffs. Right? Yeah, he yeah. got injured. So and I think the... they're definitely more scary than they were last year. But you saw them last year. It's like they really struggled to score uh, in the playoffs because really Mitchell's the only guy on that team that can get his own shot consistently. Yeah. And now, yeah. You just think they've improved on the offensive side. Roman does, I guess. I do, but like, like, like I said, things slow down in the playoffs. And it is more one-on-one, unfortunately. And I think it's tough when you only do have one real main shot creator in Donovan Mitchell. Teams can really focus in on him. And you can move the ball during the regular season. You can move the ball maybe in first, second, third quarter of the playoffs. But when it comes down to it, 
one guy is going to have the ball, and the Clippers and the Lakers both have two options. They can give AD one-on-one time. They can give LeBron one-on-one time. Same thing with Kawhi and PG, and it's just going to be Donovan Mitchell. So I don't know in the fourth quarter if the Jazz have advantage. I don't think they do. We spent way too long on the lame-ass Utah Jazz. All right. Okay, uh, can we do? Should we just do the quiz? Yeah. Well, I want to ask the PG question real quick. Do you think it. Paul George? This is for you, Ivy. Do you think Paul George has a strong chance to win MVP? No. Correct. Really? I don't so, know why does. I mean, you've seen these graphics. I think everyone's. I think everyone's still mad. Um, because everyone had the Clippers going far last year, and that obviously didn't happen. I think everyone's still mad about it. So no one's – we're not talking Clipper basketball. We're not going to talk Kawhi. Because I've seen ESPN put up those way too early who's the MVP of the leagues, and Kawhi's never on those graphics. The yeah. only way a Clipper gets MVP is they have to be one in the West. and Right. And that's the only way. Because if the, if the Lakers are ahead of him, LeBron is going to get more votes. And I think like you, Kyle was saying, you know, they're already missing some games. Like they probably won't play like a high percentage like – it's most. It's not going to happen. The only. It, it's yeah. not going to happen. I mean, he's been playing it, like it, one. It's not going to. He win. has. He has. You're right. He's been great, it, it, and he has to it, be that great in there for them to win. It will be an interesting race. But just a couple of stats to stand out about PG: fifty-one percent from the field, which is a career high; forty-eight percent from three, which is a career yeah, high; ninety-one percent from the free throw line. He's averaging about twenty-four points a game. I mean, that is. Those are some efficient stats for a small forward to be shooting those type of numbers. I don't know if he's going to keep it up, but, man, that's impressive. And, of course, he's a two-way player, plays defense. Those are some great numbers. Those are MVP-like numbers. I think he should at least be in the discussion. We all know usually the top player from the top team will win yeah. MVP. So it's we got a long way to go. But I just think that PG should at least be in the discussion with the way he's playing now. Yeah, LeBron has more points, rebounds, and assists, though, and he'll probably play more games. But, yeah, I know you're right. He's been great. I think he actually averaged like 28 a game. This is Paul George when he was in OKC or something like that. He's, he's really yeah. good. But more more efficient. That's that's really the thing. Yeah. Career highs all across the board in shooting percentages. All right, uh, that's I'm some, ready for yeah, that's uh, 50% Ivy to take the from quiz. Three on, I don't know. How many how many does Paul take? Do you have the numbers in front of you? Paul's he, taking like a lot. He, 63's a game, and he's shooting them at like damn near 50%. So – I have the numbers of three-pointers made this season per game. He's making 3.8 three-pointers per game. Here are the four guys in the league that are making more. So he's more averaging three- more than eight. Here, here are the guys that are making more three-pointers per game than him this season. Steph Curry, CJ McCollum, Buddy Heald, and Damian Lillard. And that's it. And then Paul George is fifth on three-pointers made per game. Yeah, that's awesome. sick. That's pretty um, awesome company. Okay, ready for the quiz? Quiz time. How many okay, did I get so, right? How well, many did so, I get right in the quiz? So I'm going to give you five questions, Ivy. Uh, Roman, two of them are still pending. But you see, one and five are still pending, but then you got two out of the other three right. You'll see why. Okay, Ivy, I'm going to give you five questions. If you win, you get $5. If you lose, uh, you get made fun of very briefly, and then we'll say goodbye. Um, so on. here we go. I have two. Hold on, I have two, I have two would you rathers. Oh, Okay. <laughs> All right, go for it. I got one for each of you. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. (laughs) Uh, This is more of a deal with the devil, Roman, not so much a would you rather. But uh, the devil says 
the Lakers won't win another title in your lifetime unless you, Roman, have to order off the kids' menu till the day you die, basically. That's it. If you're going out to eat, it's kid menu only. Otherwise, the Lakers aren't winning another title in your lifetime. What do you say to him? Wow. That's the rest a tough of your one. life. Because I know your appetite's just it's super famous now with this pot. I had no idea. I and mean, so essen- to the test. Es- essentially, like, it would be no fun for me to really ever go out to eat. I mean, I could, like, drink, which would be fun. Oh, my goodness. I Because the Lakers have won so many titles already, I'm going to say... I'm going to say I'm not going to... I'm not going to eat at the kids' man. menu. I'm not going to eat at, at the kids' menu. Okay, real quick, Ivy. Roman is all about <laughs> volume. It, oh, just because it's a kids' menu, there's still quesadilla, mac and cheese, hot dog, french yeah, fries, chicken tenders. Had... We'll just order two of each, and, and he doesn't give a shit. No, no, dude. The kids' menu... There's, like, the kids' menu... <laughs> no, really, like, so suck. You go to a nice <laughs> restaurant and you order off the kids' menu, like... You're not. You can't like ever order like a steak or like a. You have dude, to, yesterday, have to order I went, like thirty-five kids menu orders. Yes, yesterday we had I had fat burger, and I had uh like one of those triple. I don't know, I can't remember what it's called. Triple King fat burger. burger or something like that. Yeah, and then I and then I had a and I had a, a piece of uh Lucy's as well. Yeah, and then I had kids menu has like five things on it. Forever, it's like PB and J, hot dog, grilled cheese. That's it for Back forever. I, I, honestly, yeah. I probably would never like go out to eat. I would just like eat at home, which would be fine. But yeah, that'd be kind of annoying. Yeah, I'm not. Okay. Lakers have won enough titles for me at this point. <laughs> All right, so everyone goes food there. All right, Jeff, you ready for this one? This one's for oh, you. Oh yeah, ready. Would you rather a road trip across the country? With creepy Rob Palenka, <laughs> or be stuck in an elevator for the weekend with Rob Palenka. Stuck in an elevator for the weekend. Uh huh. Or road trip across the country. Well, first so, of all, I don't think either of those things are bad. I mean, I think the think that'd be pretty fun, actually. No. So I'm very claustrophobic. I guess the weekend is just 48 hours. I'm assuming we're going to get, like, water and food and we'll be able to survive. But I am claustrophobic. What's a road trip? How long does that take? Is that, like, three, four nights driving all day? No, you're, the you're, you're, yeah, you're going to see the sights. It may be a month. I don't know. Um, um, <laughs> I think – so I, I – we I like to hate on Rob Plinka because he does seem kind of like creepy trains and weirdo. It's but you're not. I'm there's gonna, no. I'm gonna go with Roman. That I, w- I would go with Roman. That like either way, I would take something positive from this because I would just kiss his ass and like you know we all live, we all work in sports and so schmoozy and it can't hurt maybe being well liked by Rob. But in the end, I would have to go with the the road trip because. I'm so claustrophobic that I think that while I'm trying to like show good face with Rob in the elevator, I would struggle to do so because I would be so like on tilt because I would be claustrophobic. So I would rather go road tripping with Rob Palenka. Dude, a road trip with Rob Palenka would be awesome. First of all, everybody would like recognize him. He's got a ton of money, so he would take you out to like nice dinners. You'd hear so many like great Kobe stories, I'm sure, or other stories about. The intricacies of like being a GM uh, in the uh, a president in the NBA, like it would be yeah. awesome. It'd be so much fun. When he played would, uh, hoops at Michigan, like he's a huge basketball guy. Like I don't, 
I don't see how that's like those are negatives. Well, he just knows that I you like think, for some reason you just think Rob Link is creepy. Well, I mean, uh-huh. I don't. I mean, yeah, he like he likes to have a an interesting quote from time to time and read out of like a the Bible, Bible verse. But, yeah. Bible verse, but I mean, I would definitely take road trip just because if he got extra creepy, I could just run away. Where you're kind of just <laughs> the elevator with the guy. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was terrible. Those. Would you rather? No, they were good. They evoked good responses. Okay, you ready for your quiz, Ivy? Uh-huh. Okay, question number one. How many seasons did Darius Miles play with the Clippers? Mm. And it's going to be whoever's closer between you and Roman. Roman's look, probably going to beat me at this. Don't look it up. No, I, I yeah. blew it up. No, I'm not. I'm, uh, I'm going to go... I'm going to go four years. Four? That means I should have just done it where if you get it wrong, you get it wrong. Four years is cor- more correct than Roman. He only played there two years. Isn't that crazy? Roman yeah, gets five. Yeah, second contract. Did he like – okay. That's yeah, wild. Roman, Roman gets five. Yeah. So you're up, you're up one zero. Okay, next question. There have been 22 full seasons since Michael Oluwakandi was drafted number one overall. Great draft pick. How many of those 22 years have the Clippers made the playoffs? It's an over-under. Over-under, seven and a half. The years they've made the playoffs since they drafted Olua Candy. Uh, you have 15 I seconds. think I'm going to go under that. Okay, your answer is under. That is incorrect. Yes. Love You're that. back in the game. All right. Wow. They have you made the playoffs, made nine, they made the playoffs I... nine times. That half fucked me up. I know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm a great question or something asker. like that. I'm like, ugh. I'm gonna they go haven't under. made the playoffs that many times. I mean, you should know that. Well, it's like, yeah, they've made it like, what, have they made it like five times, six times with Chris Paul? Yeah, okay, here we go. Number three, who has scored more career points for the Clippers with the Clippers jersey, Elton Brand or DeAndre Jordan? <laughs> uh, that's a good question. I know. <sighs> What's the time limit here, Chiz? I, I, DeAndre. I'm going to say DeAndre. He's, he's <laughs> such wrong. a yes. weird... I, I know, because I, I, I'm such a good... He's so, tricking me again with no, these damn things. So, like, yeah, but here's, here's, what's, here's what's interesting. DeAndre Jordan has played the most games ever for a Clipper, 750. Brand has only played 459. Brand has scored 9,300 points. DeAndre scored 7,000. So it's not like the Marcus Morris right, where, okay. you know, someone made 2 million more. So it's actually a clear answer, but um, I see why he got it wrong because DeAndre Jordan's been on the team for a while. All right, you've missed two now. Roman, let's go. I want to go. Okay. I'm surprised. I can't believe I'm in the lead. Number four. There are three players that have recorded seven triple doubles in a Clippers jersey. That Those three players are in a tie for first in franchise history. Seven triple doubles with a Clippers jersey. You only get one attempt at giving me a name, but you just have to name one of those three players that has seven triple doubles for the Clippers. You only get one attempt at a name, but you only need to name one of them. And you said how many were there? Three? There's three. There's three people. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say Lamar Odom. Correct. Very good. Uh, Roman got that wrong. He did Paul George. Which yeah, So that's... the other one is Blake Griffin and uh, Rob Kaufman or something. Okay. Okay. All right. So wait, what do we got here? So it's tied, isn't it? It's tied, right? 
It's it's whoever or no. Yeah, yeah. If uh so this is that speed round. Wait. <laughs> yes, 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 it's tied. It's tied. Exactly. It's tied. Okay. It's two to two. Okay, here we go. So get get locked in right here because there's gonna be a timed thing, okay? You ready? Yep. How Okay, what? How many, did I get a, how many did I get? How many? How uh, many questions? How many you answers got, did I get correct? You got five, and I gave you a very generous last second on the shot clock. You have seventeen okay. seconds to list as many players, and I'm going to tell you the category. Okay, Darius Miles' last season on the Clippers was 2001-2002. Okay, the next season, that's 2002-2003. You are going to name as many players on that roster as you can, and you're going to get 18 seconds, and it's going to go one, was, two, three, go. I thought it was 17 seconds. Were you not you? Dude, hold on. Roman, <laughs> shut up. I was giving him an extra second because you just, yes. Do you understand the question, Ivy? How many? I just yell names at you basically as fast yes, as I can. Yes, of 2002, 2003, you have 18 seconds. If you get someone wrong, it's fine. Just as many names as you can go. Go look at the go. roster. Go. Go. Eric Pankowski. That's okay. Jeff next. McGinnis. Jeff McGinnis. Yep, next. Uh, Corey McGetty. Good. 11. Quinn Richardson. 12. Yep. Um, 14. 15. Uh, 16. Brian. 17. <laughs> <Brian. Yes! laughs> I won, baby. Let's go. Okay. I won. Wait, is McGinnis? I think McGinnis is correct. I don't think McGinnis is on that team. Let me see. I have it right here. Jeff McGinnis is not on the team. You are right. Everything else was right. Roman got five. He did Piekowski, Elton Brand, Corey Maggetti, Lamar Odom, Marco Yarich. Okay. So because of that, Roman is going to win five bucks. And that uh-huh. now I'm like allowed to make fun of uh, Ivy. And I don't feel bad about making fun of Ivy with this because he literally posted it on Twitter today. So this is a tweet from Kyle Ivy earlier today. And this is Valentine's Day, by the way. And <laughs> you're going to have to explain yourself. So this is Kyle Ivy. Sorry, I'm trying to bring up the... Ivy 85. There he is. Okay. This was six hours ago. Ivy tweeted, love is underrated. Relationships, overrated. Emotional intelligence slash intimacy, criminally underrated. Under that is a tag for Sapphire LV702. And Ivy says, I miss you. And I'm like, oh, is that like an ex-girlfriend? I was like, what's that? I click on the tag. It is Sapphire Las Vegas in Vegas. What is going through your mind when you make that tweet today on Valentine's Day? Uh, first off, where's the lie? What? Second, uh, I was just messing around. But I do miss Sapphire. <laughs> I love, I love <laughs> that. You know when the last time I was at Sapphire's was? What's that? I think the last time with Sapphires was Thanksgiving two years ago. Thanksgiving? <laughs> do they remember I'm with some you? Or, do they remember you or what? What do you mean do they remember me? Do they, rem- do they remember you coming? Is that why you tweeted at them? Uh, was, no, was I just remember being experience? there and it was super fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, mean I, can, I can tell the story, but it's kind of like, are you guys trying to get. Sapphires as a sponsor or something like that because I can hold on. absolutely not. This, this is a family. It's a family show. Oh. Well, 
Sapphires has a deal during football season <laughs> for Monday night, Monday night where, uh, yeah, I think it's dollar lap dances at halftime. <laughs> the entire length of halftime. So they have the game on the big screen, and you're basically the halftime entertainment. And so I... me and some friends would go, and uh, it's like it, – it's the still – I think it's the same $20 to get in. But it's like the place to be if there's a football game on. It's like dollar <laughs> beers. And there's just girls everywhere for the entire length of halftime. I I hope that people it's just have a big stuck party. around it's for hilarious. an hour 20 here Me to too. listen to this, uh, <laughs> to this tweet from uh, so we, well, Ivy. I always set that up because we went back for the football deal for Thanksgiving. And they had food there. So <laughs> there's nobody there because it's Thanksgiving. So we walk in. Right. And we go to the room. There's nobody in the room that's usually packed for the game because it's Thanksgiving. But I start talking to one of the girls there and they have food in the back. <laughs> so I tell them, I said, bring some. So they do. And I asked when we get back on the we get back on the main floor now. And I remember. So the girl I was talking to told me about the food. I said, hey, I really want cranberry sauce. Do you guys have cranberry sauce in the back? She says, yes. <laughs> she comes out. And she's feeding me cranberry sauce, like mid lap dance, just because it's Thanksgiving. Ah! And so, like today, I was just like, that was the most fun I've had in a long time. And today is also a holiday. And uh, shout out Sapphires. That's all that was. Wow, dude, she was <laughs> feeding you cranberry sauce. What a story! Yes. I feel like we're on the Howard Stern show. That I mean, the, the episode 100 percent just peaked at me picturing Ivy <laughs> saying to that girl like. You guys got food in the back? <laughs> give me cranberry sauce. And then she and then she said, What are you, a Clippers fan? She didn't say that. We didn't get to basketball. <laughs> no. what, what next? Did she sit on a pumpkin pie or what? <laughs> what no, which, I just like the which, cranberry sauce. Man, it which was... other holiday which other holidays do you go to Sapphires for? Christmas, <laughs> July fourth, just Thanksgiving. I've only okay. gone, I've only gone, like I said, I went because I told it was that deal's fucking great. Watching games in Vegas is now so expensive, man. Like, that's interesting. Just the beers, everything's just everything's money now. You just go to the sports book, and they would beers would be a buck, and now it's you need to have a hundred on the floor to maybe get a Bud Light on the house. Oh man, you're, just, you're, we, not, a, you're not a big baller like Chiz. Maybe we need to rethink yeah, our sponsor. I think you're right, Sapphire. Yeah. That was awesome. I'm so glad. I'm so glad you lost that quiz, Ivy, because yes. that was everything. That, that was a great story. Well, oh, it's like I'm All a right. fan, flipper historian. So, all right, Chiz has to go to Chiz has to go to work. We've gone yeah, way seriously. too long on this. Longest episode. Ivy, thank you for being on. Appreciate sure. it. Have me back. Wait, also, wait. also before we go, I want to give a shout out to Cheem, who's a huge Clipper fan. Hopefully he's uh, listening to this pod. I've actually been to more Clipper games because of him than Laker games. What a great story. Yay, Clippers. I hope you make the Western Conference Finals. Good luck, Ivy. Later, guys. See ya. If you have an existing podcast or are looking to launch your own pod but aren't sure where to start, the team at My Podcast Manager can help. Our podcast team works behind the scenes so you can do what you do best. We'll help you launch your podcast, make it sound great, and free up your time for the more enjoyable parts of podcasting. If you're ready to put your podcast editing, 
production, and promotion on autopilot with a trusted team of podcasting professionals, visit mypodcastmanager.com to get started. This is the LA Hoops Pod, the spot for both of LA's basketball teams. Check us out on the Hoopheads feed, find and subscribe on all of your favorite podcast apps, and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LA Hoops Pod.